0: Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in,
1: guys. It is Monday morning, May 16th, 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how you doing? Happy Monday to you.
0: Yeah, you as well. It uh, months flying by. It's middle of May already. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't we just have the draft? Weren't we just talking Senior Bowl and Combine and? It. Now it does seem like when, when it seems like time's going by fast, you have to start remembering like individual episodes. It seems like a decade since Sixtanzio was coaching this team. It does. <laughs> God, so much has happened
1: good things uh for the most part but uh yeah now let's say hello to some people in the chat of course uh Ethan's in here good morning Jensen Bronco's country good to see you Ethan Luke writes in the house good morning Nick and Scott EJ also good morning Nick and Scott in Bronco's country Luke, you got to remember to conclude Bronco's country EJ's one up in you there uh US Dave's in the house morning to US Dave Jeremy's here good monday good people and uh Mandango Dan is in the house too let's ride Bronco's country with his coffee and a donut oh a donut sounds so good mile um, high truth come in and saying what's going on i think quinn Miners could be a su- whoa i think quinn Miners could be a surprise trade that'd be a surprise
0: that'll qualify as a surprise yeah that would be an all cap surprise that's that's one of the questions i, I never particularly like any surprises coming for this i'm like well if i knew it wouldn't be a surprise <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely man that is a sh- that would be
1: shocking um that'd be a shocker yeah mile that'd high truth qualify. you gotta We need some more info on that. Why is that? I think that would be one of the more shocking moves. I mean, he's a good scheme fit. He's versatile. You still have three years of control left. Uh, He might be your, he is your most valuable interior offensive lineman that you have right now uh, because of the years of control and everything. So I guess if somebody wanted to offer you a second round trade or a second round pick for him, maybe, I guess I would listen. Um, But it also doesn't make sense timeline wise for this team. You know, this team was sellers. Then okay, we can get more capital and get a better, a higher drafted player for more years of control. Blah 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 blah. Quinn miners looks good though. I'd, uh, I don't see it. You gotta tell me more, Bama. All right, tell me more, Mile High Truth. Bama X coming in saying good morning, Broncos country. Kathy Blunt's in here too. Good morning, fam. Oh, Kathy, uh, no read, no ad reads today, right? Scott, no ad reads. Okay, Kathy always enjoys when we have to, pl- she has to plug her ears for the Manscaped ads. Oh, I'm Babe. glad she enjoys them. Scott just looks uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Dave, I'll, Dave in here as well. And uh, you have Dave say, Nick, will you be attending the opener? Yes. Um, my pocket is significantly lighter, uh, but I did buy tickets for the Monday night opener in Seattle. And uh, goodness gracious, uh, <laughs> football games are expensive, but I'm excited How much to go. That? I don't even want to say, All right. I don't even want to put it out there. Um, <laughs> it was a lot uh, for not amazing seats either, but, I will be there because they're going to be here once every eight years. And uh, hopefully you guys don't remember what my record is in games. I've attended live, but uh, we're looking to break a streak. Um, hopefully that'll be good. So yes, I will be at the opener. If anybody else is there, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, Let's get a beer or something. Well, I haven't been to a Seahawks game, so uh, be fun. Luke writes in here too. Good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Steve, Steve. It's been a second. Hey guys, Russ is my QB. Oh, that hits so much better than Drew is my QB. Ah, oh, man. Music to my ears. Dom coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Glad to see you back, Nick. Yeah, the wedding was good. Uh, a buddy of mine got married. Not a, not a big wedding, but fun. Although it was... I've been complaining about the weather out here in Seattle. You know, it's been, you know, it's cold. Coldest May in 75 years or something so far. It was... When we landed, it was 95 degrees. And uh, it felt like 97 with humidity.
0: Nature's air conditioning feels pretty good when you got home. You're like, you know what? Uh, this is nice.
1: Yes. God, it I came is- back. <laughs> it was pouring rain yesterday, too. It's going to rain this week. up there. I'm tired of it, but... At the same time, it's better than 97 degrees. Not for me. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good. It was a good wedding. A lot of fun to see some friends. Hung out with my buddy uh, and his newborn. That's if you see a little mark here on my face. That is from a infant's claws. Um, yep, exactly. Ugh, Worse right than cats. Day before the wedding, too. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, very happy, adorable baby, though. So no complaints. Jay Ross in the house. Good morning. Oh, I don't recognize the name Jay Ross. So good to see you, Jay Ross. Uh, Mark Lindemode coming in. Howdy, Nick and Scott. Howdy, Broncos fam. I'm listening while I drive, so chatting from me. So no chatting from no me. No chatting, yep. Be safe. Drive safe. Um, don't get arrested. Uh, Christos Jenkins also in the house. Morning, fellas. Truly appreciate the hard work. Let's ride. Yeah, it's getting to be the the harder time of the year. You know, we're finding things to talk about, but you guys provide the content, too, so it's great. Um, we got uh, Benjamin Stroh in the house. Don't recognize the name Benjamin Stowe. Good morning, Broncos country. Good morning to you, Benjamin. It's good to see you. Oh, and then J. Ross. Yep, J. Ross knows what's up. Nick going to the opener. Broncos starting zero and one. Oh man, I don't even want to say what my record is, but it's a, uh, it's not good. We'll hedge. I'll put some money on the Seahawks. It's yeah, it's gonna be rough. Um, I'll Cameron's bet money on his way won, o- so we'll uh, we'll hedge. If I'm betting, I'll lose. There we go. Or if uh you know, that that'll either way somebody wins then. But uh, yeah, I'll be at the opener. It'll be fun. Uh, coming with my wife, uh, Cameron Rios, Oklahoma bound. Drive safe. T.J. Randall kicking it us off here with a $2 super over on YouTube. T.D., if you got any questions for us, please get at, get at us. Uh, we'd love to answer those for you. Michael Ronquillo in the house also. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos Country and Broncos for Breakfast. Let's ride and go Broncos. Nick in the house. Happy Monday, Broncos Country. Good to see you. Kevin Gray
0: also. Good morning, Broncos Nation. Broncos Nation. What do you think? Scott, do you hey, have any? I'm okay with it either way, but I'm not a, I'm not a sickler for that. For me, it's almost like. You know, old time uh motorcycle guys like, it doesn't matter what you ride as long as you ride. Man, as long as you're part of the family, it's not that big a deal, is it? But I'm outside of the family, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it might be like someone saying Louisville. You know, is it that big a deal? Could be. <laughs> I, some maybe, people it is. I don't want to hear Louisville. I'm I I definitely Louisville.
1: I'm guilty of that one. Um, but I'm not from the South, so uh Louisville away. Nick Wright coming in saying, Nick, you better not curse us. We'll see about that one. Gary leads Gary Palmer in here too. I'm up. I'm here with the stars. Uh, I'm up for you guys. Fired up. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Great, great. Um, Nick, you are banned from Broncos games. Let's give? <laughs> That's probably why my tickets were so expensive. There was a
0: premium on them to to make to see it live. But uh, shoot, I, if I'd be sponsoring you as home teams, I'd be flying you in. You know, this is our this is our sponsor. I'd yeah. be flying you in. It's like, oh, you're you're playing uh, you're playing the Chiefs. Let's bring in Nick. Nick, would you like to do a guest pod here in Kansas City? Free tickets to the game. Come on.
1: Man, yeah, no, I've uh, right. seen them lose curse. twice at Kansas City. Seen them lose twice at Indy. Seen them lose
0: twice versus the Rams. See, that's good. <laughs> See, and that's the that's the thing. Like being an Atlanta sports fan, growing up in the '80s, it's like that was just normal. Yeah. I mean, like that wasn't. It's like everybody was zero and eight when you'd go to games. Yeah. It didn't make you special. <laughs> yeah, it's. uh
1: Not good luck. Good luck with the St. Louis Cardinals, but uh, not the Denver Broncos. Christos also saying, have you guys seen the Chargers schedule release? Finally saw it, man. They put that one, put it into that one. Did you see
0: that? I did. I did. Actually, my, my Falcons friend sent it to me when he, uh, when, uh, so, you know, that one went viral enough that with, uh, he sent me the intern one also, which was good. So uh, that was, that was part of the same one. So um, yeah, there's some, there's some creative things. Those are, those are good. Now they'll probably get old. Uh, yeah. and as everybody tries to one up each other after the years, but I thought that one was really good. I like the fake one for the Seahawks was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy complaining, I'm like, we're playing on Thanksgiving and Christmas, man, I've been in Detroit for eight years. I've never had Thanksgiving off. That was funny. That was a good one.
1: That was a good one. The, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I really enjoyed the, <laughs> they took shots at the Browns and the Jags, uh, the Chargers ones did. So pretty funny let russ oh, cook, and dude. the
0: falcons they were off-brand yep. pop tarts yep. that was pretty yep. fun that was good it's like man we're not even we're not even a, we're not even on brand pop tarts <laughs> god yeah that's uh they did well oh, you laugh social, media social media team true
1: charter social media team is pretty good um they uh they do good work unfortunately shane daniels in the house and morning nick and scott and broncos country good to see you shane thank you so much for the two dollar super we appreciate you miguel also in the house good morning fellas and uh, yeah, let's get it going here. Um, we, today we're going to talk, oh, Sean Burns also want to say hello to Sean Burns. Uh, today we're going to talk about a piece from Bob Morris uh, coming in uh, where he talked about some Broncos salary cap uh, potential surprise players, Um, look at potential cuts and trades to free up some cap space. Uh, the Broncos right now for 2023 only have 6.7 in cap space, which is not great, um, obviously. And they have 12.6 in cap space right now. Uh, with the Broncos fourth rounders as the only players who have not signed yet this season. So uh, Scott off the cuff, uh, any worries about the Broncos cap space uh, for next season? I mean, not, not
0: this year, but next year, it looks a little pretty small. No, I'm not, not overly, um, you know, again, you're, you're hoping you've got that problem with Bradley Chubb. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, my, my gut feeling is 15 million comes off right there. Um, that he's, he's allowed to walk for, or he, he's moved. He's in a one-year deal. I don't have faith that he's going to earn 15 million dollars in 2023 yeah you know one way or another last year at this time we were looking at the thing what do you mean a guard is your highest paid player i'm like there's no way he is coming back on that contract no way and his 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 number has been significantly reduced russell wilson's will probably significantly go up but uh the cap the cap itself could go up too you know in Mm -hmm. in line and and most of your young stars are tied in. You know, who who are you who do you have coming up other than your quarterback who's due for a hefty pay raise next year? So it should Draymond be okay. Jones. I think it should be okay. Who? Draymond Jones. Draymond, uh, where is he right now? He's not yeah, he's he's on a rookie guy. contract. His cap his right year. now is his dead. I always look at the dead cap number too. It's like, you know, who's who's movable, who can you move? And his dead cap is nothing. But he's yeah. at two point eight, you figure 10. Yeah, I think if he's going to get J. a good Jones contract. is worth 10. Draymond's probably worth 10. Don't you think? I, I think Draymond's going to get a good contract.
1: I think he's going to have a good year and he's a pass rusher who actually holds his own as well mm-hmm. in the run game. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised if Draymond Jones works his way into a top 10 interior defensive line deal after this season. And it sounds like he wants to get paid too. rightfully. So I get it. Um,
0: I mean, is, is Brandon McManus worth 4.2, uh, you know, drop yeah. your
1: kicker. Yeah, you know. absolutely. He's, uh, Good in the community, but uh, that's expensive. You got to figure out some ways to save some money. Yeah, I mean, uh, you better
0: be hitting four or five game winners a year, you know, uh, yeah. not just kicking. I mean, everybody's hitting 50 and in right now, everybody yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. So it comes down to, can you do it when the game's on the line? And hopefully you'll know more of that this year where you've got some crucial games and you can put your pressure your, your kicker under some more pressure. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mandango Dan coming in saying that guy that beat us last time plays for Seattle now for us nick so he'll break your curse hopefully um gosh I. what do you guys think in the chat and scott uh what is the reception going to be like for russell wilson for that home opener is it going to be solid i think it'll be be good yeah
0: it'll still be good you don't go there and i i think it'll still be good um most most fans are not most people are not on twitter You know, that's just the way it is. Most, most of the people in my everyday life are not on Twitter. Most, almost everybody in my professional life is on Twitter. And we think that everybody's on Twitter. They're not. And Twitter is a very poor representation of the, of everyday Joe and Jane of America. Um, and most people who take the time to go to games, And season ticket holders will be appreciative for what he has accomplished and poured into the Seattle Seahawks for the last decade. Yeah, I hope so. Um, It does seem
1: like, though, like the circumstances of him leaving, they Seahawks have done a good job of making it be about, well, Russell wanted to go. Russell wanted things differently. We we wanted to keep him here, but uh, it was his choice in the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some uh, some booing, but we'll see. Um, no booing coming in here right now though jacob foster with support thank you so much jacob uh, hope you had a great weekend happy monday to you and your family and uh hopefully everybody's getting ready for memorial day too i'm ready for that as well just a programming note uh this next monday um is going to be our last monday show until things start to ramp up again because we're going to be off memorial day i will be miles miles and miles deep in the rainforest in the olympic peninsula hopefully not getting uh Mauled by black bears, um. But uh, no, it'll be a good time. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you get mauled so. by a black bear, you did something stupid. That's exactly right. That's they what don't want anything to that. do with you. Nope. Yeah, I hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I respect nature, hundred uh, percent. Um. We also have some Draymond Jones content content here. Uh, interesting thoughts. Uh, pushing back on not the ten million here, but Malachi thinks somebody's gonna pay him fifteen million a year. Doesn't think the Broncos will do it. Kathy thinks uh, Draymond's gonna get paid also. And then CC saying I'm personally paying whatever Draymond wants. Um. So. We'll see. Um, He's a good player. He's still an interior defensive lineman, which is a valuable position, but it's not an edge rusher, not a wide receiver, not a quarterback, obviously. Um, But, man, he is a he's a darn good player, so hopefully I do get to find a way to keep him here. Uh, but uh, he's probably going to be pricey, especially after this year playing in a defense that's looking to be much more pressure-centric. Uh, maybe he's going to play the Aaron Donald mold, where he gets a lot of one-on-one schemed up f- for him. Uh, cause he's a damn good pass rusher and, uh, God, we'll see how it plays out. He's I'm a big fan. I've been banging the Draymond
0: Jones drum for years. So number six in the NFL as a a defensive tackle, because frankly, that's how he would be listed. He's not an edge. No. Is, uh, is under is is 14 is 13, six. Yep. Um, there's a big drop off. Chris Jones, Kansas city is 30 Aaron Donald's 26 and change. Uh, Hargrave, Javon Hargrave Eagles is 17, eight. Cam Hayward is seventeen four 4 DeForest Buckner is 16 even. And then DJ Reader is 13-6. So I could see... I don't know that I'd put give him... A, he, he'd get a contract in that neighborhood. Uh, yep. But if you're number 10, you're looking at 10. So what did I say just a couple of minutes ago? 10? 10, 10 sounds about right. Uh, top 10 gives you, gives you 10 money. Um, 10 million a, a, a season as a hit money. So that I think that'd be about right. And that's, that's affordable. That's, that's absolutely yeah. affordable
1: right now. What would you say your price would be? Cause I think 13 million, I'd be okay paying that. Mm-hmm. I, obviously we're projecting here. Cause I think he's going to have a great year this year. I'm really excited to see what uh, Draymond can, can do where the Broncos aren't having to play run, you know, halfway through the third quarter because the other team's already trying to milk away a lead. Uh, but I think it's going to be a great year for Draymond. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he works his way up to 15 a year, um, five-year contract kind of thing, and uh,
0: could be deserved. He's also not a true defensive tackle. Like I said, he's I think he'd get paid more in line with that, but the ends, the true ends, the 3-4 ends, they're less. So the number six there is 13 also. So yeah. the money for an interior lineman is very similar, yeah. whether you're a, a defensive tackle or a defensive yeah. end. If you are an interior lineman, which if you are playing end in a 3-4 in my book, you are an interior lineman, not an edge. And uh, top 10 puts you around $10 million. So 10 to 13, there will be some raises to come up. I think that makes a lot of sense. So there's one of the places where you'll probably have to spend a little bit more money next year. Yeah. And I gotta—I don't understand this one at all. I'd rather start Mike Purcell and Draymond Jones. Mike
1: Purcell has been a shell of a football player the last two seasons. Seems like a really good dude, but uh, his injury has made him... Uh, extremely limited and uh, he can't rush the passer for anything. Um, And his run defense hasn't been as good. I mean, there's a reason the Broncos paid DJ Jones all that money Uh, and we can get into that now. Good transition here. Uh, Number one player here on Bob Morris's article as a potential cut. uh, Draymond, or uh, excuse me, Mike Purcell uh, says that he's been brought up multiple times, but it bears repeating Purcell doesn't have flexibility to move around on the defensive line, which means he leads the list of players who could clear cap space in case, he's one of the most likely players to be cut in 2022. Cutting him after June 1st would save the Broncos $3.5 in cap space. Regardless of whether or not he makes a roster, he's certain to be cut in 2023 where the Broncos will save $3.5 as well. He's simply not that valuable. Um, so so um, is, the,
0: is the crux of this conversation if we were trying to do it for this year or for next year? It was listed as both, 2022 and 2023. Okay. It says potential cuts in 2022 and 2023. Okay. Um, you know, obviously it's a little bit easier talking 2023 you know when you look at so some of the easier ones i mean the harder the more interesting ones is you know again how you look at these you go what's the cap hit what's the dead cap hit does that make them movable and then you say okay what's their cap hit versus what's their value to the team does that make them expendable yeah um garrett bowles You'd save ten million next year if he was gone. So he's on eighteen. He's got an eight million uh dead cap hit. You'd save ten if he was gone. Yeah. Um, I think he's safe at eighteen, Nick. Yeah. You think so? You uh you think he's safe this season? We'll see. Um I think I mean for twenty twenty three. I think he'd be I think Garrett Bowles would be safe for twenty twenty three at eighteen as a starting left tackle. I think that'd be I think he'll be safe. I could see them doing the a restructure, but not yes. a cut. Yeah. The Jake
1: Matthews, where yep. it's like, we're going to give you another year. Your cap's going to go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll up the guarantees. And uh, God bless you. Um, Wombat coming in here, giving giving you a hard time but me too. Um, <laughs> not as much. I'm definitely a fair weather blues fan, but uh, hi, Scott. Have, hope you've recovered from the weekend.
0: Boss, uh, go Reds. You'll never walk alone. No shame in getting beat by Liverpool. Um, I'm getting tired of damn penalties, though. That much, I will tell you. No shame in that. I was more disappointed in the last two cup final failures by Chelsea when they lost to Leicester, a team they were better than, Mm -hmm. and Arsenal, a team they were much better than. But it was after the season they'd already accomplished most of their goals, and they just kind of threw the uniforms out on the field and looked bad doing it. Yeah, They played well against Liverpool. No, No shame in losing to a good team like that.
1: 100%. Uh, Mike come in and saying I'm a Colorado native lifelong Bronco fan living in Boise, Idaho. I am stoked. I have tickets for the chargers in October. My first Bronco game on the road. I've only seen them play at home. I've seen Denver play one game at home. It was the Bradley Chubb. Oh my gosh. Bald Eagle just flew over. Cool. Um, It was the wow. I live right by a it was massive um, uh, sidetracked. It was the Bradley Chubb multi-stack game is rookie season. I think Von Miller had a couple sacks too, but it was f- freezing cold. Um, Mostly on the road, being from Iowa, did the Midwest tour. I uh, have not seen them play in uh, Soldier Field. haven't seen them play versus the uh, Vikings either. But uh, I, w- <laughs> the best Broncos game I've seen was one where they got whipped. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, had like four touchdowns and a rushing touchdown at Lambeau. And that was a Von Miller's rookie season. So <laughs> not a good Bronco game, but a good game to see Aaron Rodgers kind of go crazy To just for the historical context of it. Um, But Mike Purcell, by sell. uh, anything, any thoughts here? Do you think he's going to make the roster this season? I think personally, this is a a factor that wasn't discussed here in the article, but he's coming off back to back seasons where his season was cut short due to injury. The longer you push out that cut, the more likely he is to be medically cleared. And then there's not going to be any grievances or any money that you're going to have to owe him for cutting him uh, when he fails a physical kind of thing. So
0: he's not all that expensive for what he can bring to the table. I mean, is there is there an immediate replacement in here for him? You know, a three hundred plus pound interior space eater, who's making four. Um, that's. I don't know that there you're you're going to be able to upgrade there. And frankly, when we're talking about cuts right now, we're talking about being able to reinvest and upgrade in a position because mm-hmm. we're talking about a team that's going to have playoff run and Super Bowl aspirations. So you're not looking to go to save for the sake of saving, save for a rebuild. This is safe because I might want to spend somewhere else. So the miners thing, okay when that came up a little earlier, uh, why would that make sense? Because I'm going to bring in a pro bowler. I'm going Mm -hmm. to upgrade. That's the only way that makes sense at all is if I've got a young piece that I really don't want to give up, but I'm going to move because I'm going to get better somehow. Um, moving on from him and trading him for draft capital. No, that doesn't make any sense to me. You're, you're not weakening your team for future picks. That's, that's not how this is going to work this year. Yeah. Purcell at 4 million. Could you move him and upgrade? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the thing, it's not even just the salary cap for
1: Purcell. It's also the, the roster, (laughs) the amount of roster spots that you have. Mm -hmm. So how much true nose are they actually going to play? I really don't know. I mean, the Rams did not play it that much, um, to be completely honest. And they could find somebody for probably, you know, a third of the price that can do what Purcell does. Um, I mean, you've, the Falcons last year found a guy off the street to come in and play nose tackle. Is a good nose tackle. No, but you're paying him nothing. Um, to come in there and eat up space. So um, we'll see. I definitely think Purcell is going to be on the June 1st designation unless he gets the Graham Glasgow uh, treatment where you get a essentially you are taking a pay cut to stick around uh, to keep that money and to stay on the team. So uh, Jeremy Sean coming in saying pay cut time for uh, Mike Boone. I know this is one that Scott agrees with as well.
0: I think it's an easy one. Yeah. Um, uh, it's an easy one. I wanted to look it up. Um, but he, he didn't touch the ball last year. You know, and he's on—he's on two million dollars a year. Um, yep. For what? He didn't play special teams. He didn't play. He was like, okay, he was injured. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and I, I think you know, Christos comes in and says, can't cut Poon. Good receiver and scat back. All right. Well, he had four rushes and two receptions last year. I can cut him. I can cut him. Doesn't matter what he is. If I'm not going to use him, I can—I can get rid of him. So oh, he's a special teams guy. So let me look at snap counts. It's 73, 73 snaps on, on special teams where he had over 200 the previous two years with the Vikings. Yep. Yeah. He was coming on, he was injured this and that he is expensive for what you're getting out of him, which is nada. You're not getting anything out of him. He's, I said, I said from the beginning, Nick, if every time I heard running back in the draft or Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone's days are numbered. Yeah, I agree with you. Mike Boone is one where
1: he's going to have to earn it um in camp this year special teams especially uh but also just you know showing viability on the field staying healthy um if he can do that then i okay keeping him around because i think this team's run game is actually going to be very important uh this season and i think boone can be a he's a good number three but not for what he's getting paid so uh if it's even close um this season with another running back then you move on Um, But uh, willing to let that one play out a little bit first. I want to see what it looks like um, Mm -hmm. at the position.
0: Yeah, it's not costing you really anything. Let him let him go through camp, but he's a clear number three and number three got four touches, six touches last year. Yep. I don't need that. I don't need that. Broncos did have pretty good injury luck with the running back position last season as
1: well. Just on the whole. Typically, you don't see both your running backs play every game but one. Um, But again, you know, you don't you don't want to pay that much money for that. And the Broncos cap space is going to be tight.
0: Nick, that's fine but if yeah. he's showing out in practice you find ways to get him the ball mm-hmm. you, you don't do a 50 50 split you find ways to get him the ball and obviously it felt that they didn't need to find ways to get him the ball um yeah. he, he didn't he didn't prove enough uh on the practice fields to say man demand I uh, give me the damn ball you know yep. the, the old Keyshawn Johnson thing he didn't he didn't earn more reps yeah absolutely again I'm Personally, I'm willing to give him a little
1: bit of benefit of the doubt just because of the injury last year, and he's got camp. If he's not obvious in camp, head
0: and shoulders above anybody behind him, then God bless you wherever you are next. Yeah, and he and it, it doesn't save a fine. ton of money. Cutting Boone only saves uh, $1.2 It's It's not necessary. It, again, I've, I've said this before, but that's somebody's $1.2 yep. You know, If I'm working in the front office and I'm making $100,000 a year as a cap watcher, and I look at it and I say, this guy is making $2 million? Really? I I just I just outworked him on the stairmaster over here in off-season conditioning and I I've, I've seen as many touches of the football as he has. That yeah. kind of pisses me off. Uh hey Mr. Payton, we don't need this guy anymore. Uh it's somebody's 1.2 million that they're saving. Um so it's not just it's not always just salary cap balances. Somebody's writing that check and it's going to piss somebody off that they're writing him that check. Yeah. 100%. Um We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Mark Schrader
1: coming in. Good morning to you, Mark. Hope you're doing well down there in Texas. Uh, I don't know what this is in reference to. Jeremy saying, does anyone, somebody need to call Nick and Scott? Yes, call me. Um, I'm going to walk the dog here. I always like to call my mom during it. I think she's busy this morning though. So somebody give me a call. Uh, Trevor also coming in saying, good morning fellas in Broncos country. Got my Wilson jersey. Let's ride. That's awesome. Uh, the let's ride stuff has gotten a lot less cheesy now with the, the three in it too. Since Wilson's here, when it was locked, I was like, oh, where are we riding to? Uh, but now we also got uh, Jeremy saying, Boone is valuable on special teams as well. No, he's not so much.
0: Yeah. No, he's not 73 snaps on special teams last year. That's three snaps a game or, you know, four. My math is off 17, five snaps a game. No, he's not. He, he wasn't playing until week 12 because he had the hamstring injury. Okay. So five weeks. He, he, okay. Maybe. <laughs> May but, but no, he's yeah, he's expendable. He's completely yep. expendable. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um,
1: going to have to earn a spot this year. Gabe coming in and say, good morning, lads. Uh, Rudy also, Saludos, Den- Denver, Colorado. Um, funny, because Saludos to Denver, but uh, Scott is out there in the east, that way. <laughs> and uh, I'm out here west, um, out here in Seattle. So um, one of the beautiful things, you know, working from home, hybrid learning, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're out here doing it too, covering the Broncos, so good to see. Um, so let's keep it going here. A couple more players. And I'll let you look at the chat here. Um, Gabe saying, if a bottom barrel team offers a second for Chubb Brown, uh, for Chubb, do you take the trade? Yeah. Yep. I know that the edge rusher is a volatile position this season, but a uh, second round considering you don't have very many picks next season, that's a going to be at least a top 64 pick, which probably higher than that. And yeah, especially uh, like you said a, a bottom barrel team, then it becomes a top 40 pick. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one um, because the Broncos, this is a team that should be going for it right now. And uh, the edge rusher spot is extremely volatile, but a second round pick is pretty good for chubb considering you're going to clear a bunch of cap space for him and uh, you're going to get another asset that you can move next year so uh i think i think you do do it it's it's a it's a hurt it definitely is one that hurts though i am curious if it sends the wrong message to the locker room um which is something that is concerning but uh that's a pretty good return on investment also if you let chubb walk you're not getting better than a second because the best you can get is a third round compensatory pick so
0: a lot of it points to head says yes the heart says oh uh, maybe not and Well, and Gabe, I, I pulled this up because I like the question. Uh, yeah. The answer is yes, you do. Um, but the more realistic answer is it'll never happen. Um, yeah. A bottom-of-the-barrel team isn't going to offer a second-round chub for a rental because he's only got mm-hmm. one year left on his contract. So that's yeah. not going to happen. They are not looking to – they're looking to dump guys, not add them. So a lower team isn't going to do that. Two, if a contender might, a contender might do it, um and the only way that happens is if chubb is having a good season but the broncos are not i don't see that happening i don't see that happening and if he is having a good season and the broncos are having a good season the broncos aren't going to give him up because they're not looking to weaken the team so there Mm -hmm. is no way that this scenario as it stands could happen
1: yeah absolutely robert caslow come in saying what's up broncos maniacs um also cc come in and say if christian allen emerges say goodbye to malik reed
0: might and be then, saying uh, goodbye to
1: malik reed anyway yeah we'll get to that one here in a second unless you trade Bradley chubb for a two then you maybe want to hold on to him um <laughs> is chris allen an inside linebacker no he's an edge rusher um he's stand-up edge maybe hand in the dirt as well but he's definitely an uh, definitely a stand-up edge type of body um so moving on here in the article mike purcell is definitely a potential cut here next one listed here Somebody who I really appreciate their insights and uh, we've had good conversations on Twitter. Good guy, but uh, this is a business in the end. So it's not personal. If he finds me, you know, <laughs> don't come at me. Graham Glasgow, a uh, good player for the Broncos solid player. I'm um, Graham Glasgow. This is what Bob says. Uh, while Glasgow renegotiated deal, uh, reduces the salary to 3.1 plus incentives means he's likely coming back for 2022. There are no guarantees. He'll stay in 2023. Cutting him next year would save 11 million in cap space. Uh, write it on the wall. Uh, however, it's possible the Broncos could trade Glasgow if they feel uh comfortable with other players. Not only would that free up cap space for 2023, but the Broncos would gain 3.1 million in cap space in 2022 because the acquiring team would take his base salary. So um, yes, I think that this is Graham Glasgow's last year in Denver, probably regardless, because that is 11 million with like
0: no dead cap hit on it. Mm-hmm. Easy choice. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of dead cap, but eleven million, I it's mean 14.3. 14. So okay. uh, last year yeah. I said that was the first guy that you know I don't know much but I know this Graham Glasgow is not coming back on that contract no way yeah um this year he's safe because mm-hmm. getting rid of him would cost more than keeping him he's got a nine million dollar cap dead cap hit versus a six million dollar cap hit so it actually costs you three million to get rid of him he's yeah. safe next year those numbers go to fourteen and three so you save eleven million dollars overall God. we'll get back to that I'm seeing red here Nick I'm seeing yeah.
1: red. Uh, Pobby's in the house saying, good morning, MHH family. Pobby, it's been a hot second. Um, I was just back in the Midwest and hoping that you are surviving the, uh, the heat out there recently as well, but you're bringing the heat <laughs> to back to Seattle here, uh, with a donation like this. Holy guacamole, Batman. I don't even <laughs> know what to say. That's, uh, that's incredible. Thank you so much, um, for keeping the lights on and the off season things get a little slower here, but not with stuff like this. So, uh,
0: hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well. And, uh, God, thank you so much for the support. I So I always, I'm a huge fan of the movie Bull Durham. You yeah. know, a nuke comes up and he's shaking off Crash, and he says, "You know, why? This guy's a first-ball fastball hitter. Why are you? Th- why do you want to throw a one?" He goes, "I want to announce my presence with authority." That's 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 Pavi. Yeah, Pobby comes in, she announces her presence with authority. There's no hello. There's no hey. It's been a minute. It's boom. Yeah, the yeah. nuke. So Nuke Lelouch. Pobby is the nuke <sighs> of Mile High Huddle, and it's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely incredible. I don't even know what to say. Poppy, if you have any questions or anything, uh, hit me up. Summit says hello, too. I know that you're a big fan of <laughs> the old Golden Retriever. He missed the heck out of me, man. You should have heard the noises he was making when I came in the front door. <laughs> he, he couldn't believe it. <laughs> I hadn't left him very much before, so uh, he was good. Um, mostly good. He slept with, <laughs> slept with the wife on that one. He doesn't typically, not allowed to sleep in there. Um, Ethan coming in saying, Capit means Glass Guy was here in 2022. Very likely, unless, as Bob mentions in the article, somebody trades for him, but I can't imagine somebody's looking to take on that contract. And it uh, wouldn't matter.
0: It wouldn't change your dead cap hit. Yeah. So you, you still take the dead cap hit. So you're not, you're not adding to your salary cap by moving him. That does, that wouldn't happen. So. Check it you're right on that. You can't, because it, it's, it's guaranteed. It's already been paid. It was paid out as a bonus and a signing bonus. So yeah, it doesn't, it, your dead caps, your dead cap. So 2022. Yeah, absolutely. 2023, he's in trouble. Yeah, he's he's in trouble. So either a restructure, hey, you've been serviceable, but he's not playing on 14 million next year. Yeah, that, that's his that's his cap hit next season. I'm not gonna say he's gone. Just like last year, I didn't say he's gone. What I will say is he's not playing on this contract for the Denver Broncos in 2023. No way. No way. Yeah. The contract is a little different where the base salary will carry. If they cut him, they have to eat
1: the base. And the Broncos actually lose <laughs> three million in cap savings, so they'll be three million in the hole rather than just outright keeping him. Where if they trade him, that they actually save two hundred thousand, which is nothing, but the, the, at least they're not in the hole then. But it makes more sense to keep him. I mean, valuable interior
0: line depth, and some, unless somebody wants to, someone really tell Jeremy well. we're showing or something. He may, maybe he didn't refresh. Maybe that's what this is. Yeah, I got. It says one sixty five in here for me. Uh, yeah, it says, me too. But. Um... Yeah, someone let Jeremy know in the chat that we've been live since, you know, oh, yeah. over 30 minutes. <laughs> Without a show. Yeah, this this better be live. It's recording. That why, that's to- probably what it meant was uh was um but I'm getting responses here. Like, yeah, I agree, you know, this stuff, so you know, hopefully. But uh pretty sure I've seen responses from uh from, from the YouTube. But somebody let Jeremy know that uh, hey, it's you dog, it ain't us. <laughs> absolutely see patrick Um, also coming with support
1: thank you so much see patrick for the stars we appreciate you hope you're doing well happy monday to you um so keeping it moving along here unless there's anything you wanted to get to the next guy on the list here that has a potential cut is one that is probably one of the more underrated broncos right now but you know it's the life of the nfl man if you have a lot of movable salary not a lot of guarantees and you slip up for one second uh you might be on your way out that's ronald darby um Ronald Darby and Bob says uh, he's almost certain to be with the Broncos this season because of his 9.5 fully guaranteed base 2023 though, different story because his full guarantees run out next year. Cutting Darby would save the Broncos 10 million in cap space. Darby could stick around if he impresses this year, or he could agree to a renegotiated contract. So that I think that's probably the most um, likely scenario uh, for Darby, but Broncos do have a couple of cornerbacks in the wings. Obviously they have uh Michael Ojamudia, who we're waiting for right now to see what he looks like. And they uh, drafted Damari Mathis, who it sounds like they're quite high on as well. So it's not just about Darby. It's also somewhat about uh, how those guys behind him look and if they make a case to go cheaper at the position. But Darby's definitely one who is has potential just because of how his contract is set up and uh, his injury history in general. I mean, this dude has had one season in his entire career to date where he hasn't missed games because of injury. So best ability is availability.
0: Darby, good on the good one on the field. Misses a lot of games. I hope it was a good graphic, Jeremy. We missed you. We we hey the the chats. I mean, we've been posting your comments and talking about what a great community member Jeremy is. Sorry you missed all that. So know, yeah. just teasing, man. Uh glad you're here though. Um, you know, you know we're gonna be here uh you know five minutes late at the latest is I think is about the latest we've ever been. So uh hit a refresh on on that if you're if it's 35 after the hour and we're not on hit a hit a refresh on that. So uh, glad yeah. you're here though. Glad you're here though. Um, yeah, yeah. Ronald weird. Darby you know, again, <clears throat> his dead cap hit is bigger than his cap hit. That usually means you're pretty safe uh, yeah. next year. However, you know, you ran through the numbers. I, I, I like to hear them again um, based on Ronald Darby. His, uh, his number goes, it's very similar to Glasgow's actually, where I just mentioned Glasgow's is 14 to three. Darby's is 13 to three. So, is a really good cornerback worth 13 million? Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily gone, but his dead cap is only 13. I mean, it's only three. So you save 10 if he's not there. So, like I said, you look at when you're, when you're looking at that, you go, you pull up spot rack and you look at those numbers. You look and say, okay, uh, look at the, look at the cap hit and say, is he worth that? If the answer is yes. And you, you don't worry about it. If the answer is no, move over one notch And look at the dead cap hit. If there's significant delta between those two in the positive cap hit minus dead cap hit, and you come up with 11 or 10, that contract's going to change. One way or another, that player's either going to restructure or be gone because next year that's $20 between Glasgow and Darby. Glasgow, Jeremy, if you're just getting here, I said there's no way Glasgow plays on that contract next year. No way. Darby could. Darby could. A corner at 14 of his credentials – is worth 13 or 14 easy easy yep and just in general um yeah shout out to Bobby saying hello to
1: everyone good to see you Bobby um the Graham Glasgow and the Ronald Darby contracts are the ones that are the most obvious here because they have the most uh most cap savings with the lowest uh dead cap hit so two players that are veterans with young players behind them that it's the nature of the league man if you can go younger and cheaper at a position teams tend it's to not do just that. football bro oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> the way of life. Honestly, ask me but, how uh, I know. Yeah.
0: I'm old um, and expensive. Lord, That's a bad way to be better. Save your money, kids.
1: Yeah. God, I turned 30, so I'm washed now. Sorry guys. Uh, Lawrence is saying buenos dias hombres. Uh, hopefully I nailed that one. Um, but uh, you know, guys know this is Spanish with Nick. Not a good time. I'm just a, an assault on the language. I'm sorry about that. People. People. Um, Wanda also coming in and say football, let's go. Absolutely. Denver Broncos football specifically. Um, and CC coming in saying, OJ moody or math is going to have to show clear development for me to feel good about moving on from Darby. I agree with you. Um, but s- sometimes that's kind of how it is, right? Like you have to make decisions where, especially in the caps, when you're going to be paying a quarterback, big money, you're not going to feel, it's
0: not going to be a rookie contract roster around that guy, right? There's going to be spots that you're not as good. And, and it's not a one for one. No, it's not a, it's, it's okay. We just mentioned $20 million in cap savings between Glasgow and Derby. That will get me a starting corner, a really good starting corner in the free agent market. So again, it's, it's, it's not just, do I have a ready-made replacement? Is it are is this person worth what I'm paying him? If the answer is yes, then you're usually pretty safe. If the answer is no, then you got to check out your contract and see how safe you are and for how long, otherwise you better have your agent start looking around. Yeah hundred percent, a hundred percent. So we'll see about Darby. It would
1: be unfortunate to move on from him in my opinion, because he's a very good number two cornerback. He's versatile. He's a good athlete, Uh good plays on the ball as well, but a lot of hamstring issues in his he- career. Uh, I think toe injuries as well, um, which for a cornerback, there's no position as volatile as the, uh, the cornerback. If they, you know, even have a slight injury, their form drops a lot because it's such a space position. And if you are not a hundred percent peak performance, then you can get picked on. So There's a reason, I mean, I know PFF does a lot of, like, coverage over pass rush uh, value, but cornerbacks are not stable year to year. They are extremely volatile, where pass rushers are stable. So I think I'd rather have an elite cornerback for one season, but for a career, the safer bet is the pass rusher. So Kenneth comes in and
0: says, good morning, fellas. If you could trade for one Falcon, who would you pick, and vice versa for, uh, for the Denver Broncos? And it might be the same guys, honestly, for the same reasons. Yeah. I might say 23, uh, he may have turned 24, but 23-year-old A.J. Terrell. You know, we're talking about these corners. We're talking about somebody stepping up. We're talking about uh, how good is Ronald Darby. A.J. Terrell is a star in the making. Him and Sertan as as bookend corners, man, come on. You know, you mm-hmm. got the next decade locked up. Uh, you know, your you old heads might remember the the Haynes and Hayes days of the of the Oakland Raiders. Those guys were tough to throw on. Uh, and then the reverse might be the exact same answer. I might I might take Patrick Sertan and have a strength on a strength for uh, to pair with AJ Terrell for the next decade. Um, if you're looking at it other way, you know Kyle Pitts I saw was an answer would be a, a a pretty good answer, but it's it's strength on strength in that case. And who could yeah. probably help you immediately? The single most right away would be the guard Chris Lindstrom might mm-hmm. be the answer, or you take Jake Matthews and move him over to right tackle. Um, might be the team, the person that could help you the most. Um, Other than that, there's really not enough players that are worth taking from the the, Atlanta Falcons.
1: Here's the cheat. I will take no players from the Falcons. Give me your 2023 first round pick. And uh, (laughs) that's going to end up being a top five pick. And we're going to have a good time either getting a blue chip player or a uh, trading down from that one overall pick. Uh, So that'd be the way to go, I think. But I would take Pitts. Um, I think he is more... Unique uh, than AJ Terrell as far as his skill set goes. And I think, honest to God, I mean, I know he's listed as a tight end, but I think he's
0: He's, just he's he's a big he's a big pass catcher. I mean, say calling him a tight end is like calling Shannon Sharp a tight end. Yeah. Shannon Sharp wasn't really a tight end. He was different than that. Yep. You know, there there's he was a big pass catcher Yep, who could block and he can play
1: X. He can play big slot. He can play in line. Um, he's what is he gonna be twenty two years old this year? Uh,
0: the longest wingspan of any player ever coming out yeah, he'll start the season at twenty-one because he yeah. entered the league at twenty in the days of holdbacks and double holdbacks where uh a guy like Calvin Ridley turned twenty-four his rookie season. Yeah. Um, and then and, and Drake, Drake London's that way too. He's a young guy. But yeah. Pitts started in the league last year at twenty. He started <laughs> the league last year at twenty. So and AJ Terrell, I think, is just twenty three also. So again, yeah. uh talented youth is a, is a, is a nice, you couldn't go wrong either way there. Yeah. Nope. Those are the, those are the guys that stick out to me. Dirty boy, six, seven, eight, nine coming in here with the
1: $5 super over on YouTube. Thank you guys very much. And if you can't be like dirty boy, giving us the, uh, the support here with the super chat, uh, make sure that you guys are clicking the thumbs up on YouTube and Facebook as well. That goes a long way and it's completely free. It takes two seconds. So we'd appreciate that. If you guys would do that, I'm um, talking about potential trades here. The next guy, Um, moving on from cuts to trades for 2022, not 2022 and 2023. Uh, Malik Reed listed here uh, by in Bob Morris's article you can find on Mile High Huddle says as others have pointed out nothing is guaranteed with Reed even though he got a right of first refusal restricted free agent tender and even after he signed the tender his money isn't guaranteed it's possible he's waived but it's also possible somebody will send a late round pick for him either way 2.43 million in cap space freed I think this is one that's definitely possible um, for the Broncos here you could be talking about easy money uh, moving on here but even if it's just you know let's say you send a 2024 seven and get back a 2020. You really want to try to get a fourth round pick. It's not happening though, Um, but get a, a 2023 fifth. Uh, that would be a good way to go. And you can get a good investment there and save some money as well. So we'll be interesting here talking about not saving any money, but helping us with some money here. Ethan uh, with a hundred dollars showing red
0: um, saying for the London meet and greet fund. That's for you, Scott. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm waiting for i uh, I'll wait for the summer. When uh, the fixture list is released for mm-hmm. the 22-23 the EPL season, that's all I'm waiting on, man, is uh, is waiting to see what uh, – do I want to come out on a Thursday morning and leave on a Tuesday or something like that. Uh, and then I'm planning on being over there over Christmas and New Year's. Uh, yeah. My birthday is January 3rd, so I'm going to roll my 50th birthday right into the festive fixture period where I can go see like 12 games over the course of seven days. Um, so awesome. I'm, I'm planning on being over there twice as long as, uh, as long as they'll have me. Awesome. Well, that'll a be a big help. You're a big reason why, honestly, God, uh, yep. if, if I go once that one's for me, if I go twice, that one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: coming for you, Ethan. No. Um, Mike, um, Leak Reed, what are your thoughts here?
0: Um, my background looks okay. I think I'm looking at I... it on Facebook. Uh, it seems to be showing up. Okay. My nose is good and shiny. So, um, yeah. Okay to I, think, me. I think it looks okay. Sorry, Richie. Um, I think they did everything they could to have Malik Reed walk this year. Um, mm. They brought him back at 2-4. I don't know, think they necessarily want him at 2-4. And if you look at pass rush needy teams, they'll look at his numbers and say, yeah, we could we could use that. Um, you know, A team like the Atlanta Falcons are leading uh, sack guy had four and a half sacks last year. Yeah, Beaten that a couple of times already. Sure, pencil him in. We'll send you a sixth so um i think moving him let's see what have we done here recently chris allen we Mm talked baron browning at edge we got nick Benito. man where's malik reed gonna get on the field so yeah super expendable and it wouldn't and and it'd be savings also
1: yep and uh cc making a good comment here um ideally you do not want to see malik reed on the field especially on first and second down um i do wonder if he will have more responsibilities in regard to covering and uh, dropping into coverage, which is pretty decent at as the edge. The thing is, just Nick Benito is, you know, it's the, the Pokemon reference here, guys. Everyone, you know, Scott, plug your ears, but it's going from Magic Carp to Gyarados uh, with Malik Reed to Nick Benito as far as uh, just I mean, it's Malik. going
0: from Ippity-doo to Flippity-doo. How, I mean, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it, it is insane. Um, you don't, <laughs> don't want to take off Magikarp too much, but uh no, um, that's Nick Benito. Everything Malik Reed can do, Benito can do better <laughs> is the big thing. Um, so I just don't see a really a big uh role for him unless you have an injury, God, knock on wood, in camp where it frees up a spot. But uh we'll see. Um if you can get any capital for him, it's probably a good thing. It's also freeing up some money. Uh Peter also said how many ch- uh how many Actual players, do you see the Broncos trading away? I only see one or two. I think you'll see one or two, but I think there's also going to be one that happens in season. Broncos made two tra- two trades last year in season, uh, bringing in Kenny Young and Steven Weatherly. I wouldn't be shocked at all if you see the Broncos on the other end this season where they're the ones trading away from the back end of their roster. And, you know, because they're still going to be scouting the the waiver wire and everything looking to bring guys in. Oh, they also traded for Jonas Griffith. I think that was
0: in the season as well. So maybe three trades in season. So, uh, Um, I would say over Peter, you've been having trouble with stars. So thank you for the stars. Looks like you're back on track. So thank you so much. It's, uh, as far as trading away, I I said last week, it's impossible to predict when somebody's going to come in and offer you a six round pick for somebody who's never seen the field. Yeah. You know, if you've got, you know, these back end guys of your draft, these practice squad players, um, they could go at any given time. You just don't know. Someone comes in, hey, we want to offer you a fifth for Seth Williams. Bye. Yeah. Um, but it's those are impossible to predict. We're talking about guys that have seen time, have seen significant time for the Denver Broncos, and who of that group might be a little more expendable. So I think you know two would be a floor on this. Um, and Because there will be some guys that nobody, I hate to say it, but nobody cares about. That weren't ever you know roster bodies camp bodies that mm. you are able to spin something out of great i'll take it i'll take a seventh uh you know whatever we're not going to use them, so i think we will see uh we could see something like that for sure yeah absolutely um
1: definitely a uh definitely could see that I'm um, keeping it moving here because we got a few more players and this one I think is probably the most spicy of uh, Bob Morris's takes here potential trade Dalton Reisner um left guard starting left guard for the last three years for the Broncos local kid uh, Kansas State product says it appears likely the Broncos will keep Reisner but the performance of other players during camp and preseason could change that Reisner has a lot of starting experience it shouldn't be difficult to trade him if the Broncos go that route trade saves the Broncos 2.79 million in cap space. This is one that I have have a harder time seeing unless somebody's willing to send you like a round three pick. And I'd even, you know, this is kind of moving up like around three and you want us to send you a five as well to get up in that top 100 pick? Absolutely. But it's tough because I think Reisner is a very solid player, especially as pass protection is very good. And um, the the movement that he can do there, I think it's a good scheme fit. One year of control off makes it tough, but this is a team that's not looking to... You know, we're not we shouldn't be thinking about 2023 too much right now. We should be focusing on the now with where this roster is with the Chiefs taking a step back. And uh I just can't
0: see it unless somebody blows me away. Um going real quick, going back to uh Eric also says uh, I lost it, but Eric was like a Trinity Benson. That's kind of my point on this. I'm like yeah. Trinity Benson, yes, and also the the seventh round defensive back pick who I never even learned the name of that got spun for a six rounder. Those are the yeah. guys I'm talking about that are impossible to predict. Um, Reisner, you save about 3 million. If you move on from him, he wasn't very good last year. Have you brought in enough players that can move him out? Can you upgrade again? You're not doing anything that's going to hurt this team. Um, so you've got to be able to go get somebody else. There's plenty of time to do that. The roster cuts across the league. Haven't really even gotten started yet. They're not done by any stretch of the imagination. You get a cap casualty on June 1st, all of a sudden Dalton Reisner, and I can, I can get 3 million here. I might be able to pull together two and a half here and I can go get a, a former Pro Bowl guard for 5 million. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. So I think Reisner is somebody that needs to step up in the in the offseason as well, for sure.
1: Yeah, and the only guy right now in the Broncos offensive, I guess there's two guys. Two guys I will say for sure are going to be starting this season. Quinn Miners is one of them, from what I've heard. Uh, probably going to be right guard. Maybe have a chance at center as well. Not ideal, but might get there as well. Um, and Garrett Bowles, the rest I, of I them say one for sure.
0: After that, <laughs> yeah, like one for sure, one probable. And then then there's going to be some battles. Yep. And uh, do not sleep. But somebody we haven't talked about
1: a lot. And I think the reason for that is when he was originally brought in, thought people, myself included, thought, hey, maybe this is the starting right tackle. And that kind of was not a exciting uh, move at all, but uh, Tom Compton, he's going to get a chance. The Butch Berry worked with him in San Francisco. He was one of the best run blockers, according to pro football focus and all football last year at the right tackle spot. Um, He's maybe not an ideal right tackle, but I think he can be a damn good guard uh, in this scheme as well with versatility there. So keep an eye out for Tom Compton at that left guard spot as well. If Dalton Reisner starting this year, it means that he won the position. And obviously we talked about him earlier as uh, Graham Glasgow, but Compton is the one that I think is, we need to be talking about more. I think he has a, actually a pretty darn good chance to end up starting. And I don't think it's at right guard. I think it's probably going to be left guard because I think Miners is going to get that right guard spot.
0: Well, Kaleon keeps asking about coming on the show. Uh, Kaleon, we haven't had anybody on the show. We, yeah. We've never done it. So if and when we decide to do it, we will definitely keep you in mind. Yep. Um, Coming back down here, down the down the chat just a little bit. Um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Compton. It seemed mm-hmm. like the first five or six picks that were, or personnel moves that were made were tough guy moves. You know, we mentioned the, the phrase "bullied." They got bullied in the trenches. They got bullied on the offensive line. The AFC North, wherever Cleveland and Baltimore are on, and uh, that group, yep. bullied you in the trenches and and won those games. Um, Eagles were tough in the trenches. Um, so what happens there, every move, it seemed, was to try and get tougher literally yep. get tougher and is Reisner fit the bill there maybe does compton absolutely
1: he does yeah, yeah absolutely and just as far as a uh, guest coming on the show definitely something scott and i have talked about it will happen at some point here um but it's probably going to be more so june july so you know keep your ears out and uh, make sure you're following us on twitter because that's how i'm going to try to reach you um if that does happen so um so yeah you got make sure you're following me on twitter uh let's keep it going here the uh the last guy here uh, actually so Reisner, you're talking about Reisner here. You said you'd trade him. What what are you expecting uh, ca- draft capital-wise? What could you even get? And I, I want to push back a little bit against you. I think he started off poor last season, but as the mm-hmm. season went along, I thought he improved pretty uh, drastically, um, especially his pass protection. I think he was one of the better pass-protecting guards in football and uh, another guy who... Agrees with that statement is uh, Brandon Thorne, who does a lot of advising for NFL players and draft Mm -hmm. prospects coming in. And uh, he has Dalton Reisner continually listed as one of the the top 10 pass blocking guards in football. His run blocking needs work. Like, no Mm -hmm. doubt
0: about that. But uh, what are your thoughts there? I'm a little more interested in how you start than how you finish when you don't make the playoffs. You know, the pressure's off. I mean, I know they were still fighting for a spot week 14 or week 15. But again, I saw this team give up for the most part week five or six and just play it out. So who was performing early to mid season? And I don't know. It's, it's harsh for me to say that. Cause again, they were meaningful games, mm-hmm. but they, they weren't man. They weren't, mm-hmm. um, we can fool ourselves into thinking that, Hey, we can eke into the playoffs with a nine and eight record, but I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I made my opinion fairly early on that. And if he improved good for him can he carry it over into camp and to the beginning of this season? Cause it's Matt. What matters is how you come out of the gates. You know, the first month of this season is how it's going to matter. And if he's good enough by God, he better be good enough. The first month of the season, if he's there, if he's not, he needs to be changed. Yep. So we will see about, about that one.
1: And the last guy on the list here, keep kicking it on the interior offensive line, still Lloyd Cushenberry, the third um, Bob says, uh, though the third-year player is penciled in as a starting center that could change during camp into the preseason. It's not of the question the Broncos could acquire a late-round draft pick for him. Should it come to that, the Broncos would save a little more than $1 million in cap space in 2022 and 2023. Well, not a lot of cap space. The little amounts do add up, and it's also additional draft capital. So the Lloyd Cushenberry talk about trades, I think that if the draft fell a certain way, it'd be much more likely. But the way the draft fell, and I'm, I think Luke Wattenberg is going to have a chance to start at some point in his career in Denver over his rookie contract, I don't think it's 2022. So Cushionberry, I think it would be pretty shocking if you moved on from him this year, even though he is a subpar uh, interior offensive lineman, probably the weakest link on the offensive line right now, even more so uh, than right guard in my opinion, or right tackle in my opinion. Um, Just where the Broncos roster is set up right now. Graham Glasgow might be a little bit too tall to play center with Russell Wilson. At least there's some rumblings of that being a concern coming out of Dove Valley, which means it's probably coming from Russell Wilson's camp itself, um, in my opinion, just reading the tea leaves there, and uh, Quinn Miners. It sounds, it sounds like they prefer him at right guard. After not getting a center early in the draft, there's there's been more rumblings about
0: Miners getting a center shot. But for now, I think Cushingberry is probably safe. One point two million for a backup interior lineman with starting experience is cheap. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I, I think he will. You don't. Maybe I don't want him starting, but I don't mind having him on the team for what he's costing me. I think he's still provide again. Ask yourself the question. Is he worth what he's getting paid? If the answer is yes, you got a pretty good chance to make the team. If the answer is no, you're in trouble. Yep. And the center position, it's not like not
1: to dig up, you know, get people in their feelings here, but it's a position right now where the Broncos are paying diddly uh, for the position because of where they drafted Cushenberry in regards to the uh, average starting center in football. And that's a center's a position where as long as the rest of the offensive line is good enough, that's okay. You, you can be okay there. It's the opposite at the quarterback position, right? Where the Broncos, oh, they're paying. Drew Locke is the 30th highest paid quarterback. Well, even though he's getting paid nothing, you can't get away with that at the quarterback position for the level of uh, play that he was showing on the field at center. You can maybe get a little bit about it. However, now the onus has changed a little bit. We're not so much talking about, you know, is the quarterback good enough? We can talk about things like the center position going, you know, if it's a bottom 10 position this season with Russell Wilson, it could be an issue. So uh, definitely the interior offensive line, really concer- uh not concerning, but one of the ones that is probably one of the more maker breaks for how good this Broncos offense can be this season. If the Broncos interior offensive line comes together and especially as a good run protecting or uh, run blocking unit, uh, this offense can really cook with grease because then it's going to put defenses in a bind as far as what they're going to do personnel wise, um, gap wise, et cetera, et cetera. And that should create some explosive plays down the field. And this is really important for those teams that are going to be playing those two high shells. Patrick Graham with the Raiders is going to be playing more too high in uh, Vegas. Obviously Brandon Staley is a too high truther and uh, the chiefs. We'll see what Steve Spagnuolo wants to do in uh, Kansas city, but a lot of too high defenses interior offensive line better be good. And the fact that we see two guys listed here as potential trades that you're not freeing up a lot of money to three guys, excuse me, Graham Glasgow too. Uh, But two of them, you're not freeing up a lot of money. Makes the interior offensive line a little bit of a question mark uh, for me, just looking at this more and more.
0: Which bodes the question, which do you see as a possible area that the Broncos will add or trade for? Nick, you just said it. Interior interior offensive line. line. The offensive line as a whole. I'm not sold on right tackle yet that it's uh, a, that it's now a position of strength. And you can get better at guard. You can bit get better at center. Those are still positions you can go for. Um, on the other side, you your interior alignment. Um, you got one. You got DJ Jones. You got another. You got Draymond. But the nose guard position and backups, I, like, I do like Deshaun Williams. But you can add big bodies there. And then you can never have enough guys who can cover. So defensive back safety. So you're looking for depth. You're looking for quality depth. For, as far as where could someone come in that could be a possible starter? I, I think one of the interior defensive line positions and basically positions. If I start left to right and go left tackle is one over to five, then positions mm-hmm. two, three, four, and five. I'd be looking for upgrades come June 2nd uh, after cut days. Yeah,
1: that's uh. and thank
0: those you for the stars, ones. Peter.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for the stars, Peter. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other position that still sticks out for me, um, we keep talking about, oh, well, who are all these guys going to play? But it's the body type. I'm looking for a power edge type still. Um, somebody that has some versatility that can kick inside on uh, early down. It's Pretty much the anti-Nick Benito. Somebody whose versatility is moving closer to the, the ball rather than you know dropping into coverage.
0: I think you're right. I just think those guys are harder to come by. I think yeah. where can you realistically expect an upgrade over the course of the next three months? Where could I hope? To see to get a big power edge, um, you know, with no first or you know, when you're not willing to trade, but you you know, who who could become available after June, uh June first cuts, those type of things, interior linemen on both sides of the ball, there should be several of those available. Yeah. Um, right tackle, maybe. Maybe there should be someone available, and yeah, I, I again, you just said that. Yeah, it'd be great. I just think those guys are much more rare and would be not nearly as realistic, <laughs> Muma, uh, as realistic to uh, to try and think about. Hey, we can add one of these guys uh, before the season starts. That one's going to be tougher, I think.
1: There are two guys still available in free agency that do kind of fit the profile, which is the one reason I bring them up as well. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, you know, six six foot eight, two hundred and eighty pounds, whatever, out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as much value as kicking inside because of his leverage issues being so tall. But if you're looking to play, you know, four two five uh or you know, four one six, there's the insert your friend's joke here. Um, then Dunlap can be a really you good one. Ed- perk up a four one six, yeah. a three one seven. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, God, um, some don't, nobody clip that one, but, uh, Dunlop can be a really good. If you want to play four guys along the line of scrimmage and still be really good as far as your length and ability to set the edge to get more coverage and smaller on the back end, more speed. That's somebody who sticks out to me. And then there's also Trey flowers, uh, who is still available as well. At least unless something's happened in the weekend that I
0: don't know. Dunlop was eight and a half last year. So I, I, he's still, he's not coming in at five no I have to. maybe you know maybe mm-hmm. you know if you get to you get to august and things yeah. are looking good and the hype train's still rolling um but Russell remember you know, stefan gilmore last year was a late cap hit after um you know when you have to make your decision to tag a guy or you're you're negotiating for a certain amount of time yeah. uh, you know a 10-time pro bowler could come available and you can get him yeah. on the cheap for a, a one-year rental it's still a possibility also again i just feel like um those guys are a little bit tougher they're they're tougher i should be able to bring in somebody that would upgrade my guard room Mm -hmm. over the next four months that should be possible unless tom compton stands out and uh is a dude
1: there so don't the second
0: edge you were talking about i wanted to see what he made last year
1: uh oh god don't what he made last year is terrible so this is not going to be good for for me in this argument uh trey flowers he got a horrible contract from the lions um so he was cut for a reason because he was not nearly
0: worth how terrible is it it was bad um uh, let me see career earnings 2022 restructure he was due on 10. yeah 2021 he was 14 so but again you're not, not for, you're not bringing in a 14 million dollar no. guy you're not even bringing in a 10 million dollar guy you're talking five at the most yeah like that's so, that's again, what your money is yeah i, I love a, a power edge i just think that one's tougher i really do yep
1: uh, man, that's, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But guys, it was a fun conversation today.
0: Uh, we appreciate one more okay, coming in it. here from, uh, from Peter. Is McMoney still McMoney? If he misses some in preseason, do we look at a cheaper alternative? So going back to the kicker conversation, you know, $4 million for a kicker It's a lot of money. Uh, it's about right for a top five, top 10 guy. Uh, is he, or, you know, can I get a guy that six round pick and pay him 300? <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely possible. And we have some breaking news uh, to break
1: on the pod as well. My phone was going off. Um, uh, this is pertains to the Broncos and the, the Falcons a little bit as well, um, more future wise, but uh, we have a massive new cornerback deal in the NFL. Jair Alexander of the Packers just got paid um, from the Packers, probably one of the better cornerbacks in football. Um, and he is, uh, let me see, signing a four-year deal, $84 million. Um, he's getting a whopping 31 million uh, this season, year one uh for they had room packers yeah, so they yep had they had this year let's front load that thing yep absolutely um so let's get into uh let's get out of here it's a long Monday I'm gonna be exhausted today I have too much travel and also hanging out with buddies um god it's like it's two AM. oh Nick you we don't want the night to end yet you know let's let's stay up have one more and keep talking and then my brain is still oh, the sun's up I'm gonna be up so uh exhausted today'll be a long Monday but we appreciate you it's good to be back um enjoyed the little break but uh We'll be back again tomorrow. If you guys have any conversations or stuff you want to talk about, then hit me up on Twitter. Also, um, that's where the time of year where anything is a viable uh, conversation to have. And this was a good one. So shout out to Bob as well for providing the content today. Make sure you guys uh follow Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall, MHH also follow us at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. And number one thing you guys can do for us outside of, you know, super chat superstars is liking, subscribing and sharing our YouTube channel. Make sure you click that bell notification. So that way you guys know when we go live, maybe then you won't be stuck in a blank screen room like Jeremy today. Jeremy, turn <laughs> on the Wouldn't help that one? Wouldn't it help that one? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just had to razz him a little bit. Know, he gives me a hard time, too.
0: Um, so we appreciate you guys
1: today. Scott, what's the rest of your Monday looking like? What's uh, what's going on?
0: Oh, uh, we're getting down to. uh for those of you that, that happen to care that we're nut-crunching time in the EPL and Arsenal's got a big game today, so I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Um, want to give a shout-out to our Super Chat superstars, yeah. T. Randall and Shane Daniels kicking us off, Dirty Boy coming in, and then Pobby and Ethan, DWI guys, finishing up and closing big with the big swings. Uh, Peter, Jacob, Mark, I'm probably forgetting somebody on uh, on Facebook. If I did, I apologize. Lawrence, Lawrence Rivera, C. Patrick Havener. Uh, got Jacob, Gary Leeds, Palmer. How do I forget GLP? Good Don't forget Lord, GLP. Scott. Thanks you to all of you. It makes it just possible for us to do this with the consistency that we do. And we'll do upgrades and, you know, go to London. Wait, we got a closer coming in. Got a closer. Didn't see that one coming. Look at Ethan sneaking in here. Great show Broncos country. Take care. My last thought of the day was yes. Ronald Darby. If he plays at the level that he is playing is worth 13 million, 14 million a year next year. Just got Jair Alexander in his 22 million a season.
1: Good for him, man. Uh God. And thank you guys. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you, everybody who joined in today. Pobby as well, if you're still here. We appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. Um, obviously the off season is here. We only got one more Monday show after this until the football season really starts to turn back up for 2022. But
0: we but appreciate you guys. There are more shows coming to Mile High Huddle.
1: Yes, there are more shows coming. So uh make sure you guys uh Tune in, keep tuning in. But obviously, Scott and I, number one in your hearts, joining us for the m- morning show. So we appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Choose kindness, choose compassion. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.